0: everyone And welcome to Paranormalized, where in an attempt to normalize the paranormal, we share stories, concepts, and facts from this world of the unexplained. This is season three of our podcast that dives deep into any and all manner of the unknown. I'm your co-host, Alex. I'm Alicia. I'm Drew. And welcome to Paranormalized. So this will probably be one of our shortest, if not the shortest episode we've done but the three of us decided to dedicate an episode to my delightful little haunted clown boy, Ven. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm
0: sorry. <laughs> I talked about Ven in passing a few times. But we wanted to do an episode just about conversations I've had with him that we haven't mentioned yet. Because people like haunted dolls. So why shouldn't I, you know, tell you about my haunted doll? So for those of you who are not in the know, Ven is a spirit that possesses a small porcelain clown figurine I own. I bought him from a psychic on eBay who collects haunted objects, learns about the spears residing within them, and then sends them to new homes.
1: Dude, if you've never done it, you should definitely go onto that side of eBay. It's a trip.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it is a trip. So when I bought Ven, she told me his name was George and a few other facts about him that I attempted to reconfirm once he got used to being in my house. So at first, Drew and I used dowsing rods, but they were a bit cumbersome to use, and he didn't stick around very long to answer our questions. So once I got my hands on the pendulum from Appalachia Oddities... We found that much easier to use, and he talks to me every time I pull it out. So first I asked him if his name was really George, and he told me no, so I asked him to spell out his name for me. He spelled out Venn, which is V-E-H-N, in case you're wondering, and it's a German last name. When I asked him to spell out his first name, he started spelling gibberish, which I accused him of, and the pendulum started swinging wildly towards yes, because that's a common thing for Venn. If he doesn't want to answer a question, he'll start telling, like, really obvious lies, or he'll spell gibberish for me instead of just telling me he doesn't want to answer, which is valid but instead he he's a clown dude he is a clown (laughs) anyway the woman who owned him previously told me that he was born in 1899 and that he died in 1924 which made him 25 when he died and i managed to reconfirm all that she also told me that he had at one point fell in a hot tar pit but it was unclear whether that's what killed him he told me he did fall in a hot tar pit but indeed that wasn't what killed him So I started listing different ways he could have died, and we eventually managed to land on that he broke some ribs that led to him dying, because I asked if he broke something, and he said yes, and I asked him to spell the body part, and he he spelled out rib. So I'm not sure if he died because of internal bleeding, or if the ribs punctured something, which I suppose is also technically internal bleeding, but I mean like if it punctured one or both of his lungs or something like that. And we tried to figure out how he broke his ribs. He doesn't remember. He knows for sure he didn't get in a fight because I asked that, when I asked if it was from falling, he said, maybe, so that's a possibility. But to break your ribs, you'd have to fall in, like, a really awkward position from a pretty high spot, and I didn't want to upset him too much by grilling him on it, because I'd be like, hey, Ben, did you commit suicide? <laughs> like, I, you know, I, I haven't brought it up since that conversation, because I don't want to, um, you know, bother him. But anyway, he worked in a factory, and when I tried to get him to spell out what type or like the name of the factory, he just spells gibberish again. And I'm not sure if he doesn't want to tell me or if he just doesn't even remember, that's a possibility. I sometimes ask him what he did in his spare time back when he was alive. And he told me he didn't own a gramophone, so he didn't listen to music. But he did apparently own a car, which is the most ridiculous thing I've heard in my life. So maybe he's lying, but I don't think he is. He seemed a bit genuine with that one. But I'm <laughs> like, why didn't you own a gramophone? Significantly cheaper than a car, right? <laughs> like, maybe he saved up all of his money for a to car. buy the car. Maybe. <laughs> maybe he
1: didn't like music.
0: I some people don't like music, Alec. I suppose that's true, but like in the early 1900s, what else are you doing other than listening to the gramophone?
1: Reading a good book.
0: <laughs> he doesn't like to read. He did tell me that. He likes to watch movies. He likes yes, to watch I, movies. I'm aware yeah. of that. Um, yeah, that was what I wrote next. He likes going to the movies, or he liked going to the movies when he was alive, but talkies, you know, movies with sound, were just barely being produced beyond very short films by the time he died.
1: So, so we're like, hey, Ben, let's blow your fucking mind.
0: <laughs> yeah. So he was mostly watching silent films, obviously. And he goes to the movies with us all the time. I watch movies with him at home pretty frequently as well. But the first movie he saw in theaters was The Conjuring 3 that just came out and th- with the three of us, Alicia Drew and I. And he said he liked it a lot. And I imagine that was a very different theater experience. <laughs> Since last time he was there, he was like, "Oh
2: alive. my God, guys! It was so funny because we were sitting in like the very back row, and there's like a little ledge wall in front of us. We just had him up on the ledge, and people kept passing by, just like staring at it like." Because, you know, he's so tiny. Like, he fits in the palm of your hand. And they're just looking at this obscene little clown doll just sitting on this wall like, what the fuck? And I had to, like, we kept, like, making sure that, like, no one, like, accidentally, like, kicked the wall or something. Like,
0: Like, do not touch Ben. I know. Mind your own fucking business. Do not touch him. He's just trying to have a good time. We are
1: bringing our friend to the movies.
0: So two days ago, he went to see Black Widow with Alicia and myself, and he enjoyed that too. Yes. And he told me he wanted to watch more Marvel movies, which is bad for me because I don't like Marvel movies. But it's
2: great for me. He's going to come to my apartment, and we're going to watch all the Marvel movies together, and then maybe he will actually talk to me with the pendulum, because he doesn't like talking to me with it. Yeah. I'm going to get him to talk to me with the
0: pendulum. I mean I would never deny him the pleasure of watching a Marvel movie even if I don't like them. I I mean I do own like most of them on DVD. <laughs> I just, you know, it it's a whole thing, guys. My descent into Marvel, anti-Marvelness, but that's not what this is about. He also saw Godzilla vs. Kong with me, and that was just, just me and him, and he liked that a lot, too. But I genuinely can't tell if he actually likes these movies, or if he's just excited to go to the movie theater, or, like, watching them in general, so he keeps saying he likes them, so that I'll be. I keep taking him to the movies, like, I don't know if he actually has strong opinions about any of these movies.
1: I'm sure they're fascinating, regardless. They
0: definitely yeah. are fascinating, that, that, you know. Especially because, like, they're movies with, like, no content. (laughs) Like Like, Godzilla vs. Kong. He missed many, many Godzilla movies and multiple King Kong movies before he saw Godzilla vs. Kong. There was a bunch of Conjuring movies he didn't see. And, guys, the Marvel Conjuring. Man, he saw a spoiler for Endgame. Oh, yeah, he saw some major (laughs) spoilers for Endgame. (laughs) He got a major spoiler for Endgame there, and I'm like, don't worry about it, Ben. I haven't
1: seen Black Widow, don't say anything.
0: Oh, it's something. no, it's it's you already know. It. Yeah, it's something yeah, well, you know. I know it's a game spoiler,
1: but I'm just like stop talking about it.
0: No, I won't tell you anymore. But yeah, he he definitely had no context for any of the three movies he's watched. He watched all the Nightmare on Elm Street movies with me, but he watched those in order, so he did have context for that, or as much context as you can have for a horror movie. I like
1: to think that he pretty. was watching the Conjuring movie with us and being like, "This isn't how this shit works at all. <laughs>
0: this, this is not how this works." <laughs> I don't know. Um, he also likes to go to Drew's. Um, I forgot to ask him if he wanted to come today, though, because I was, like, in a big hurry to leave. But he just likes to get out of the house, I think. So every time I ask him, like, hey, do you want to go to Drew's? He's like, Yes.
2: Which, I mean, it's probably good that he's not here. I don't know if he would like us having this conversation <laughs> about him acting like he wasn't here. That's fair.
1: I mean, even though the first time you brought him over here, he got knocked around a bunch. It oh uh, yeah. got, like, Yeah. Alex dropped him multiple times. <laughs> uh, the cats pawed at him. At one point, a lizard licked him. <laughs> <laughs> he
0: just was, he was cool with it, though. He was like, yeah, we should go again. I asked him, I was like, do you want to go to Drew's again some other time? He said yes. So
1: I mean, that was probably the most activity that he's had, like, a while yes and he's like yeah sure i'll get licked by a lizard again (laughs) anything for some damn entertainment
0: obviously i could not pass up the opportunity to ask him things about being a ghost but once again i try to be very careful about what i ask because i don't want to upset him or something so he told me that ghosts are human shaped so he looks like he did when he was alive he looks like all of us he told me that he can sit on furniture and that he can walk around so he's not like actively trapped inside the doll or anything I asked him if he could go upstairs since my room is downstairs, and he told me yes, but it's unclear how far away he's able to move from the doll, because at one point he made it sound like he can completely leave the house, but I wasn't sure if I was misinterpreting what he was saying. Ghosts are not capable of eating... I don't remember who asked him this. I it feel like me. it was you. It was yeah. definitely me. It I know was, what yeah. I know what you're about to ask. So Andrew was like, can ghosts have sex? And he gave me a very resounding no to that. Which so. is
1: a bummer. I refuse to die.
0: <laughs> so <laughs> anyone that claims they had sex with a ghost, you can say definitively they're lying because Ven told me the answer is no. Yeah. I specifically asked him, can can ghosts have sex with alive people? And he said no. <laughs> so
1: if like, you're talking- He's to like, anyone. no, I tried.
0: <laughs> you know, like, been there, done that, man, doesn't work. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: Like, I attempted. It didn't work. Um, the whole uh, being attached to something reminds me of when we were leaving Geyer. And, you know, we talked about Geyer on our uh, Season 3 opener, uh, our recap of what we did in the past couple of months in the teaser. Um While we were there, there was something that was harping. Will was harping on this, like, tall thing being near me and, like, attached to me. And he was, like, harping on this. So when we were leaving, we're talking about, like, you know, since (laughs) since it's following me and we're driving away. Do you, like, think it's, like... Like, because we had a full back seat. You know, like, you think it's, like, sitting in our laps, like, in between us? Or, like, do you think it's, like, in this dead sprint after the car? I'm
0: keeping my mind to go, like, 90 miles. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, Alex
1: drives super fast, so it's just, like, <gasps> just chasing after us. And I like to imagine that. Like, this thing is just trying to, like, keep up with us. You know, if it's going to, like, stalk me throughout my life, I think it should at least have to work for it. <laughs>
0: i have no idea it's sitting on top of the car just like a yogi pose yes. right? absolutely Zen out yeah.
1: you should ask ven uh if he can see it
0: i should ask him that i'll ask him that when i get home um so once i asked him if he had a wife or a girlfriend and he told me no and then like weeks later i jokingly asked him if he had a boyfriend when he was alive and he gave me like a very strong yes to that question but like I said, he just starts telling wild lies sometimes, so I don't know if he was being serious or if he just thought it'd be funny if he told me that. Regardless,
1: he's comfortable enough in his sexuality to make the joke, He so is Ven said gay rights.
0: Yes, Ven is comfortable enough in his sexuality yes. to make that joke. I, I don't know if it's a joke or not. He could have been being real, but it was just like, you're like, I don't know, he died in 1924. It's not exactly like something people would admit.
1: Maybe he was bludgeoned to death for being gay. <laughs> Fuck.
0: <laughs> no, he said he wasn't... Oh, I said he wasn't in a fight. That implies he was fighting back. Mm. <laughs> we might be having a bad time. Uh, so here was a story when he was at Drew's. I asked him if he liked Teddy Roosevelt, a former U.S. president for our non-U.S. listeners who may not recognize the name. And he said no, which is very strange, because that's a super unpopular opinion. Like, yeah. He was one of the most popular presidents at the time. So I tried asking him like what policies he didn't like, Um, And I finally landed on he was not a fan of his big stick policy. (laughs) And that he also disagreed with the construction of the Panama Canal. (laughs) Now, Now keep in mind, that would have been like when Roosevelt left office. So it's not like he was voting age and would have even cared about any of these policies at the time. So I assume he was just making jokes again and picked answers he thought that would make us laugh the most. Which worked, because we were, like, crying while he was answering this stuff. But maybe I'm wrong, and in fact, he was very politically minded when he was alive. But part of me doubts that, because, like I said, he did not like reading, apparently.
1: I don't know. I, I don't read a whole lot about things but i still have opinions on george bush and bill clinton
0: Yeah, <laughs> i suppose i don't know I was, it was still killing me like he was just he was just like yeah the big stick policy man no that's not it panama canal it's not for me no
1: not for me dude <laughs> but
0: anyway i asked ben if he's bored while i'm at work because my birds as i said are now gone and he told me he isn't which is very weird because i don't leave the tv on or anything so maybe this gives credence to the thought that he's able to leave my house but maybe he just likes vibing i don't know uh, since I'm leaving for Ireland I asked if he wanted to come with me And he originally said he wanted to stay at my dad's However, my dad is talking about moving now So I told him the other day That he might end up pa- being packed up in a box For god knows how long before I make it back So he changed his mind and So he and my cat, Spirit Doll Violet Will be coming with me to Ireland now But yeah, that's Ben for you. He's a jokester But he uh, does usually start out saying truthful things Until he doesn't feel like answering questions anymore which is stupid because he can absolutely just tell me he doesn't want to answer questions anymore. But you he might hit a lot.
1: touchy subject, and he's just a joker that tries to like reflect back with yeah. humor. <laughs> Maybe I don't know. He's like, ooh, that hurt. Anyways, time to make a joke. Uh, <laughs> God, that sounds a little too reminiscent of me. And I you say and he uses
0: here. he uses humor as a coping mechanism. <laughs> Maybe I don't know. He's a funny little guy. I like Ben. I love Ben. Ben's a little
1: prankster. Yes. Alex is. Going to be the weird American girl that has a haunted doll. Two haunted dolls. Two haunted dolls. She's gonna People tell are everybody like, wow, what it.
0: is that creepy clown doll in your room? Oh, that's Ven. I'm like, okay. <laughs> He's a haunted clown doll. Don't worry about it.
1: Okay, don't hang out with the American girl.
0: <laughs> They'll be in my room. It's fine. You <laughs> put Ven in my bag. I'm like, all right, Ven. Let's go walking around Dublin. <laughs> hey, Ven, you want to go see the Dublin GameStop? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Hell yeah, dude.
0: Ven has gone to GameStop with me once. Of
2: course. How could he not
0: go to GameStop?
2: There's
1: so he many places that Ben needs to go. Um, but I, I told him, I was like, Ben, you don't get it, but this is the cleanest GameStop you'll ever be in. <laughs>
0: <laughs> he doesn't really know, but he was told. Anyway, that's all I have to say about that. So now. You know, you need to take Ben to the museum center. I should take Ben to the museum center. We
1: should take him to the zoo. We can uh, take him to the zoo we on can Tuesday. Take him to the zoo. Okay,
0: so anyway, for yeah. Ben. And he can watch Pride and Prejudice and Zombies. Anyway, I digress. Yay. Season one, we did a, uh, a blue moon segment, and then we did not do one in season I say, 2 like,
2: one of our very first episodes to lengthen it. We did a blue moon story, you know, where we tell a fun paranormal
0: story once in a blue moon. Well, it sure is once in a blue moon. <laughs> literally once not in do a blue one, blue one moon. in second season.
1: Yeah, so given the length of the uh, episode, um, should probably give some padding to it. So, who wants to tell a story? You do. I do? You do. Because yeah, okay. I just
0: talked the whole time. <laughs> and I, I did the Bloomin last time also.
1: Did you? Oh, well, you act like I would remember that. <laughs> I'm just saying Alicia's perfectly I capable of speaking. I remember
0: it.
2: It was on Robert the Doll. It was
0: on Robert the Doll.
1: Robert the Doll. Too
2: bad we didn't save that for this one. More dolls.
0: I know. More oh. dolls. Um, <laughs> the dolls.
1: Was Robert a demon? I don't remember.
0: It's not really specified because he might have been like a voodoo curse or mm-hmm. something, but they don't really know. All he's, right. he's bad, whatever he is. <laughs>
1: well, uh, bad things. Uh, demons. That. Saddam's old rectory You guys have heard of Saddam's rectory of yeah, course. I do um, have. Listeners, you have probably not heard of Saddam's It is not a uh, place that is capable of being investigated, really, by uh, anybody, really. But, except for our team, because, you know, we have exclusive access to those kind of things. So, let's talk about Saddam's old rectory uh, just for a brief little moment. So, Sadomsville Rectory is a rectory. Surprise. If you don't know what a rectory is, it's kind of like a religious establishment. Alex, I'm sure you could give a better <coughs> definition.
0: Um, priests and nuns live there.
1: Yeah, that. Um, and it's in a subdistrict of Cincinnati called, surprise, surprise again, Sadomsville. So, it's about... Uh, Oodathunket. Yeah, it's about 10 minutes north of downtown. It's not very far. And... Our uh, our coworker, Jason, he actually used to be the caretaker of the building because his ex-in-laws owned the building at the time. They knew Jason was looking for a job and they knew his history with the paranormal. And given the fact that they knew the history of the building, they thought he was the perfect candidate for it. So they hired on Jason to be the caretaker for the building. And a lot of poor things happened to him while he was there. A lot, a lot of poor things happened to him. Uh, let's start off with a little bit of history of the building. We don't really know a lot, Um, besides the fact that it was a rectory. It hosted some priests and nuns. Uh, There was a priest there who was doing things that were very unbecoming of a priest. Um, That's all I've really been told on the subject. I'm not sure if either of you were ever told more as to what that priest was doing.
0: I think it was to the nuns, whatever it was. Hmm,
1: Lovely. But, uh, so there was that priest, and then the other major thing that we are aware of transpiring on the property that would cause some dark things to be there would be they actually at one point hosted dog fights down in the basement not when it was operating as a rectory mind you but still uh that did happen and the dog cages are still down there fun fact for you but back to jason jason uh says That when he got divorced from his ex-wife, it was the happiest day in his life because it meant that he never had to come back to this godforsaken building ever again. That's kind of Jason's style of humor, but um, I can agree with him for the things that would happen there. Uh, For starters, uh, you know, it was very paranormal activity, poltergeist type of stuff. He would watch crosses turn themselves upside down in real time. He would be stalked throughout the building by a man in a hooded robe. He's been pushed down the stairs, he's been scratched, he's been grabbed, basically everything under the moon. Um, Objects have been thrown, things like that. Him and Dan used to do investigations at the building when they were first starting out doing this kind of thing. Uh, They learned their lesson pretty soon after, but... Uh, They used to give investigations and stuff, and they would get some pretty dark stuff, EVPs saying very messed up things like talking about wanting to kill them and uh, calling them every curse word under the planet, saying fun things like demons and things like that. Um, Dan told me the story about how after investigations they would have to go through and turn off all the lights in the building and they would uh, go outside and they would look back up and there would be lights back on. And they said that they would refuse to go back in there to turn them back off because something was trying to lure them back in. Um, That was their exact words. Lure them back in. And they said that they were not dumb enough to fall for that. Um, The most significant thing uh, that comes out of Saddamsville, the most crazy piece of evidence that I've ever seen in the 10 years of me doing this, is, like I said, they still have the dog cages down in the basement. And one night, when they were doing an investigation of the building, him and Dan and a couple other people, those dog cages started to actually bleed. Like, bleed, bleed. And you can tell the difference between blood and, like, liquid rust. Because liquid rust, while kind of reddish in appearance, is also very, very brown in appearance. And then once it hits the ground, it becomes extremely brown in appearance. But in this video, it's actually the cages are dripping this bright red blood color. And then when it hits the ground, it stays that color. And there's actually, and they took many, many videos of it, as they should. It's very well documented. In one of the videos, they actually go over to a different side of the basement, like completely away from the dog cages that has some paint cans on it. And they showcase uh, liquid rust gathering up on the ground and how it's a different color. And like, it's just droplets just appearing and falling off just keep going over and over again. They just keep gathering up and falling off like on different sections of the cage. It's insane. I wish I could uh, do it justice over audio. I really can't. Um, perhaps for this um, episode, we can upload a picture of Ven on the Instagram, and then on the second slide, it can be the video so that you can see it. But it's insane. It's I really have no explanation for it. If you uh, ever wondered what type of person Dan is uh, I've been told that Dan tasted the blood so
0: hey he's very Molder, Fox Mulder from X-Files of him yeah know, so. it, it really
1: is Dan is a fascinating man and I, I love him to death but why Dan why did you taste it <laughs> that wasn't necessary <laughs> um if that's not bad enough for Shadomsville um Jason tells us uh that he first encountered a creature that he refers to as the Grasshopper Man there. Oh,
0: Lord, Grasshopper Man.
1: Uh, the Grasshopper Man was a creature, or rather is a creature, that is humanoid in shape, but it's on all fours, and its limbs are disjointed in such a way that it looks like it has grasshopper legs, and it crawls up and down the walls and on the ceiling and all around the building and stalks people throughout it. As Jason first saw it there, um he's seen it at multiple places since so he thinks it's formed some sort of attachment to him he's not the only person who's seen it dan's wife becca has seen it as well um during one investigation that they were doing there him and becca both saw it i think and they were kind of freaked out by it and jason said that he kicked it (laughs) yeah and that
0: every time he tells the story it makes me laugh and i like i shouldn't laugh because he's being very serious about it but it's so (laughs) funny the thought of this weird little grasshopper thing running up on him and it's like mostly human size. I think it's a little yeah, smaller than a human. It's
1: humanoid, so, like, it's a human size. thing. I but, think it's is,
0: supposed to be, like...
1: It has a human head and a human torso and all that, so... It's
0: it's not grasshopper size, but it's not, like, full human size, is yeah. what it sounds like. But anyway, it, like, crawls up on him, and he just fucking kicks it in the face.
1: <laughs> and he said that it, like, dissipated when he kicked it. Like, it, it wasn't, like, kicking a solid object, but...
0: Hey, if it works, it works.
1: Yeah. So, so Donaldville, uh, very, very dark history. Um, not dark history. I don't know. Uh, we don't know a whole lot about the history just because I feel like it hasn't been told us. I'm sure there's documents out there if we ask Dan or Jason, they could tell us more about the place, but yeah. just what we've heard in passing from them. Uh, don't go there. I've been told that the new owner, it's not uh, Jason's ex-in-laws anymore, the new owner is uh, planning on renovating the building into apartments, so that's no bueno. But that is my tale for Once in a Blue Moon, uh, Sedansville Rectory. Subdistrict of Cincinnati. Don't mess with demons; they're not fun, folks.
0: No, they sure ain't. Well, we'll wrap that up now, I guess. Thank you guys for speaking with us on Paranormalized.
1: Yeah. Hopefully, you uh, enjoy this short little episode. It'll be a nice, uh, relaxing break from our hour and a half episode that we're going to be uploading at some point. Yeah.
0: <laughs> might have been before. It might be. After. Yeah. You might have already goes.
1: listened to it. You might be dreading it now that we mentioned it. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> Have a good night, everyone.
0: Bye! And a special thank you to all of our patrons, but especially our Portal to Help patron, Gabby Buggy.